0: Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. Hey guys, Darius Rucker fans.
1: Well, it's country, so I'm really on the fence on that. Most most, most country, I don't, I don't really love. I like it. <laughs> you like it. I don't mind.
0: Yeah. And he, as soon as they introduced auto tune into country, I think that's where I started to question it. The reason Have you what-
1: watch the documentary on Garth Brooks? No. On Netflix. No. So there's the documentary, and it goes through kind of his life and him growing up, and it just is super interesting because he basically made country its own music genre that became like right in competition with pop you know it became just as popular as you know your rap and your pop and all that kind of stuff and and so the documentary it's like two hours but it's pretty interesting it's again it's all about when i was growing up in high school and how those songs kind of took over everybody Mm -hmm. but it turned out he now he sold more albums than any artist ever so he's sold more than michael jackson more than (laughs) you know more madonna or any of those but Pretty fascinating. People would enjoy that if they're looking for something to do on the weekend, I'm sure.
0: Hey, the success that he has, I saw an interview with Garth Brooks once and he said, listen, I'm so rich that my grandkids' grandkids are now set for life.
1: Yeah, but what's crazy about his, so he was kind of at the very top of his game and then he was going through a divorce and he was super worried about you know him being on the road, his kids not seeing him and having a split household. So he literally retired from music, went and bought a house within a mile of where his his ex-wife was living. And they had an arrangement where the kids saw both parents every day. Either they were picked up from school, they were taken to school. And so for 14 years, that's what he did. He literally stopped doing his music, was there for his kids. And then once his kids got to 18... He then started back up and started touring again and doing some of the other things. And so really it's like you, it's kind of fascinating that he would make that big of a sacrifice for 14 years. He'd basically put one of the most successful music careers on the shelf to just be there for his kids.
0: Why does he go and make all us dads look bad? <laughs> Yeah, I'm proud because I made my daughter dinner last night, and here he is quitting his career to see his family. Well, the reason that we were mentioning uh, or a.k.a. Darius Rucker, a little bit earlier is he was talking about how he listens, and more importantly, he believes what his advisors have to tell him. I won't make a move on any idea until I go talk to my lawyer who's been with us for 30 years or one of my money folks who's been with us for 20 years, and, and they're honest with me. If it's a good deal, we'll do it. If it's not a good deal, I'm not trying... To become Bill Gates, I'm just trying to not have to work for the rest of my life. And so we're really good at being conservative of what we do. And, and we're not going to listen to any of those. You know, I'm going to give you 50% of that returns because all that stuff is why you lose your money. We just don't listen to that. Pretty important so that we come to you guys if we have even the smallest question, the smallest investment question. It's important that we talk to our advisors.
2: One thing that we can be sure about with money is that uh, no matter who you are, you're emotional about your own money. And when we, we never make good decisions when we're emotional and whether it's, you know, should I, as we talked about in some of the other segments today, whether I should, you know, jump in cause the market's going crazy or jump mm-hmm. out because it's dropping like it did last year, um, in, in February, March, or even just, you know, I had a client of mine who retired at the end of this year and she sent me an email and she said, you know, I've always leased a car and I've done that. And and i'm thinking that i want to take out you know x amount of money out of my ira and and maybe just pay off a car instead of lease a car that was what i was thinking but then my my brother's you know friend you know at, at christmas said you know why would you do that and had his own opinion about leasing and then she was all confused and just wanted to talk to me about her overall plan and how a lease payment versus taking money out what would be the tax consequences is that worth it for no debt you know leasing and so we had this conversation about her situation because the the friend of the brother-in-law right is younger has his situation and leasing might be the best thing for him but for her you know probably not and and then she had some fears and some emotions about cars that break down and you know da 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 and so i was able to talk through it cuz i'm not emotional about her retirement I'm not emotional about you know her finances and so and and I can take a step back and we can look at her overall plan how much is her income going to be now that she's retired how different is it going to be from when she was working just last year and how's that going to feel and do you want dollars to be tied up in a car or do you want them to be you know money you can spend on going to Mexico or whatever it is And she loves pets do you want more money for that and so we Talking through that gave her a lot of peace of mind and it, and it isn't something that, you know, I'm not a, an expert on buying cars or this and that, but, I, but what we do specialize and try to understand is retirement and how to be successful in retirement and when our clients feel the most stress free in retirement and try to help our clients make decisions based on that 20 years plus of experience that we've been doing that
1: you know this year i've already had a couple of clients that have called me up and said hey we want to run a couple things by you and different than what damon was saying is that they were like look we want to spend a little bit more of our retirement we realized that 2020 was a, a terrible year that we weren't able to do a lot of things and we're thinking that 2021's a year that we want to do some of the things that maybe we had been putting off. It was kind of their wake up call to kind of say like, hmm, so you know, really maybe right. I should you know go do yeah. go do some of the bucket list items right. before I can't do those. Their question that they're asking is, is it okay if we go spend this extra ten or twenty thousand dollars? And that is one of my favorite phone calls to get from a client because it gives me the chance to kind of go through their financial plan and show that they have taken the steps necessary that they can do those type of things. And I love the fact that they call you up and they're asking, you know, is it okay because they're still trying to be wise and prudent. They're not trying to be irrational, they're not trying to spend money that they they're gonna need to to pay the basic bills you know 10 years from now. They're trying to be responsible, but they also want the kind of that go ahead, that permission to say, can we kind of splurge here? Can we spend this money? Mm-hmm. And it's so much it's so rewarding for Dana and I to be able to have those conversations and be like, yeah, you're go for it. Let's pull the trigger. You know, send me a postcard, you know, tell me all about it when you when you get back. And and so they're planning some of those things for this year. And so I think whether it's purchasing a bigger purchase, whether it's, uh, you know, spending or splurging on a vacation, whether it's, you know, paying off debt, there are questions that should be asked to a financial advisor to make sure that you're doing it the best way. That's not going to cause you to pay more in taxes or pay more in Medicare or pay more tax on your Social Security and take it from the right buckets of money so that you can be efficient and be able to have that money that you're gonna need later. And still be able to enjoy what you want to now.
0: But you're not afraid to say no. Like if they come to you and they say, hey, look, 2020 was tough. I'm ready to dip into one of those buckets, maybe travel the world while I can. Your goal is to make sure that we are set up for the future. And sometimes you got to say no.
2: Yeah. Sometimes we have to have the hard conversation and say, look, right now, based on, you know, this, this, and this that happened, we have to, you know, maybe work a- another year or something like that. That, doesn't often happen though, as long as we've been able to to work with someone for some time. But you know, I would say that if we're saying no, a lot of times it's someone who's coming in who's trying to create a plan that's that's coming to us now and saying and we're saying, look, I know you want to retire because everyone wants to retire tomorrow, but in yeah. order for you to be comfortable and successful, here's what we really need to do. Here's the steps we, we need to take, and here's our worst case. And, and and we can present that and say, and then let's try to work towards a better case, knowing that neither matter, I can control the returns in the markets or when COVID happens or any of these things. But let's let's look at the worst case, and, and then if it gets better, we can just retire sooner or we have more money in retirement and and then you know and people appreciate that honesty to be able to say thank you for just not saying oh great we can make it happen just to get your funds over you know managed by us and then turn around and say you know really you can't it's more of a conversation to say look this is where you need to be, and, and, and here's how we can do it, and here's a, a real workable plan.
1: Well, and I would say, again, Damon and I aren't the gatekeepers for people' money, oh, no. people's money. I mean, if they want to take their money, they can do it. Most people are calling up to ask that question is because they want that advice to know if they're being prudent, if they're being wise, if they're, if they're doing the right thing. And so, again, if Damon and I have to say, you know what? If, if you take this much out, you're not going to be able to accomplish this goal down the road that's what they're looking for: is someone that, that has a, an over a overall view of their financial plan and what impact a decision today will make for tomorrow. If you, if in the back of your mind you don't know if you're doing the right thing, sometimes uh, you hop in that car that you just purchased and you know you have this sick feeling like, oh, maybe I'm going to regret this, and you don't really get to enjoy it th- that much, right? If you know that, hey, I've I've done all the work. I, we we thought this thing through. We can purchase this, and we're still going to be fine. Man, it's a it's a whole lot fun more fun being behind that wheel and driving knowing that this uh, this car is not going to be something you're going to regret later. And so that's what that conversation is all about.
0: Give me a couple of pieces of homework that I need to do before that first appointment when I come see you guys.
2: I would say gather all of your um, statements from your different accounts, uh, your bank accounts, retirement accounts, investment accounts. Understand what your debt is on your, ho- on, your on your homes and, and credit cards or any of those things, as well as um, know no If you've done any estate planning uh, so we can look at that, you can go on the Social Security website and get an understanding of what your your benefits will look like for you and your partner.
1: You know what your budget is, right? I mean, again, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it really is super simple, right? It's what are you spending? What are you going to need to spend? And what are the assets that you have or the resources that we're going to have in the future to help you cover that spending? That's what we need to know, right? So, you know, if you're spending X amount of dollars, okay, that's fine. As long as we understand what your social security benefits, your pension, your other assets are, we can help you kind of say, yeah, that's a sustainable plan, let's build that, let's make these adjustments, let's make these corrections, and you'll be good to go. And so it's not terribly complicated, but you do have to have all those pieces of information because if you if you have no idea what you spend on a monthly basis, it sure is hard to build a financial plan that's going to be successful without that piece of information.
2: And there's a lot of people that have done well that have that don't really have a budget. And that word freaks them out. But don't freak out about it. It's a way to free you to understand that we're going to have enough money to spend in retirement so that you you can do the things you want to do. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt?
0: Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.